0: This episode of Vegans in the Hood is sponsored by Swap Meat Trading Company. Follow on Instagram, Swap Meat Trading Company. <coughs> Vegans in the Hood Radio, Station 528 VNDH. It's your boy. Vegan in the hood. Bless up to the fam. Grand rising and all that. Happy Monday. Cheer. Damn. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you. Without a strong ep to step to. Step, step, to. Step, to step. Well, actually, I did, though. If I remember, if I recall correctly. The last... The last uh episode I dropped was um unfortunate passing of prodigy of my D. Uh RP Prodigy, man. Um That was a sad, definitely a sad ordeal. Unfortunate passing of that legend. Hope everybody's doing well. Um We got y'all though, you know, we apologize for the inconsistency, you know, with all these new features going on now, we've thought about doing this show a little different now, you know, and we're going to make it a little bit way more impactful and amplify uh, just the content, you know, and just, I guess, just the potency of the conversation. uh, and with that, we've decided to team up, you know, I have a lot of just dope things that that's just been going on, um, in business and in my personal life. Shout out to my personal life. Love you. Yeah. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, that's one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today, you know, um. I've had my Instagram uh, platform for a while now, you know, uh, for a minute. I didn't really utilize it or work it in a way that I'm kind of utilizing it now. It was just kind of uh, something for my son and me to take pictures and food I was making for him. You know, I was uh, homeschooling my son early, you know, as soon as his mother had him, you know, she might have stayed home for maybe two or three more months. maybe maybe a little longer. Maybe she she, she stayed home maybe four or five months and then uh, she went back to work and I worked from home. Uh, I was still a consultant um, and I was able to work from home and, and take care of my son. So a lot of my, my pictures was really about um, raising my my, my, my infant. You know wasn't really an infant at that time he was a baby um so uh and then you know the maturation of him obviously was him getting older and me uh homeschooling him and, and, and just teaching him you know more from the house than than uh thinking about you know preschool teaching my my, my son um so yeah he was Vegan, uh, and just to move on from that, this brother, you know, he's he's been around since those days. It was my point, um, and we follow each other on on social media, and uh, I've always admired his work. You know, he's a he's a, a beekeeper. You know, you don't see too many black beekeepers. You know, in our community, which is commendable. He's a chef. You know. Uh, a vegan chef you don't you don't see you know a lot of us um that understands uh the nutrition um he's a a black gardener you know he he grows food you don't see a lot of that so all, all these attributes um my brother the greedy vegan Shout out to The Greedy Vegan, my dude. Follow The Greedy Vegan on Instagram, The Greedy Vegan, just how it sounds. Uh, he'll be here soon, man, so we're going to jump in into some conversations. Uh, I'm going to do an official uh, introduction to my brother, and, uh, you know, we're about to transition this Vegans in the Hood radio to a whole nother quadrant. I want y'all to buckle up, man. You know, we're going up.
1: VEGAS IN A HOOD ONE TIME And we're back in this bitch So guys, I hope, you know, everybody's having a great Monday Um, Hope you had a good weekend I chilled this weekend Um, Visited some family uh, Hung out with some friends Uh, Saw my son Actually, my son's birthday was on Thursday, so we kind of had, you know, a little uh, little uh, field trip, and then we had a party on Friday, and, you know, that trick on to Saturday, so, yeah, dope weekend, um, but yeah, man, so we're back, and, you know, as I was telling you guys in the last segment, um, we're going to be doing this co-host, and uh, I'm really excited to have my brother, the Greedy Vegan, as, as my right hand. And, uh, you know, we're going to hold down this, this Vegans in the Hood podcast. So without further ado, I'm going to bring in my guy, the Greedy Vegan. Give me some applause on that. What up, what up, what up, what up? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? No? What's going on in the podcast world? <laughs> Jay, what's good, my brother? what's up my brother man glad to have you on man um indeed, yes, indeed. and uh yeah you know we've been talking we've been polying and uh you know now we're here at the time where we, we putting this thing together so i'm excited and happy that we've uh things have come full circle yes yes for sure for sure so, bro, tell tell us a little just about your background with you know your discoveries as far as the world of veganism and you know how you your humble beginnings in it and then how you kind of just transitioned into you know uh, you know eight year how how long you been vegan now? Um, since two thousand, vegan since two thousand. Nice, that's seventeen years, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, So, so yeah, give us a little. Backdrop on on how everything kind of uh, transitioned for you. Sure, sure. Well,
2: um, back uh my back in my senior year in high school, trying to get cleared for um, football that like, year. Uh, they wouldn't allow me to play due to being diagnosed with hypertension. So mm. that's sort like you know that that light bulb went off. Like okay, like something's right. up with my health and i was also uh prescribed the same medication my grandmother was taking for a heart attack 17 18 years old taking the same medication that my grandmother was taking so that right there was an eye-opener and wait um,
1: wait 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 go back go back wait did you hear what he said people's fam did you hear what he said he said that he was in high school he was in high school he was he was Trying to get on the on the football team, he was basically you know shut down from the football team because he he, he didn't clear his physical. His physical didn't clear it. They said, "Nah, you got right. hypertension." Right. He goes to the doctor and they prescribe him the same medication that his grandmother was on for her heart problems. Right? Yep. That's deep. Yep. Wow, yeah, that's man. deep.
2: I'm sorry, go. So, ahead, that, so that you know, that following year, that well, that, that same year, you know, I started to cut out the red meat. And, and, well, I was not so much eating pork. I never really ate seafood because I was allergic to it. But cutting right. out that red meat, and then the rest of that year, I just ate chicken. Then the following year, um, in '97, I just became vegetarian. Um, right. Oh, I, me and my brother used to call it vegetarian because you know, not knowing fully on. How to eat properly, we would just eat a lot of starches and wasn't right, morning. right, so right, so life, right, right. So, you know, from that year here on, 97 to 2000, just learning more and more about eating healthier on and a plant based lifestyle, because it's not right. just a diet, it's a lifestyle. Absolutely, so through, through absolutely. Through learning and just, you know, eating differently, my body, I noticed, and I tell people this, like, the hardest thing for me to stop eating. It wasn't the meat, it wasn't the chicken, it was that dairy, that, that had dairy. macaroni and cheese, yeah, and that pizza. Yeah, yeah. And I, I noticed my body slowly started to even reject that, because even right. when I would get the pizza and the mac and cheese or the ice cream, not anything to the, I would get this like nauseating, feeling nuts. That's but what I, I got, yeah, right. Them, yeah.
1: And, but it's that, that sour, on, it's it. A once it crosses, it's that sour, that whole sour smell and... It, just, yeah, it doesn't yeah. resonate no more. Right.
2: Right, right. And that um, along with the congestion I would get, the mucus buildup. The mucus, right. Eating. So that made me transition into just the whole, you know, the vegan, just no no dairy right. at all. Right. So from two thousand on, you know, that was really when I started to pay attention more into um, learning how to cook different things. Right. And that's when I first started to learn. I start I started off first learning how to mimic the things that I was used to, whether it be pizza and things mm-hmm. like that, and you know, because that's what I was like. All right, let me see if I can, you know, mock this and make this right. mock dish and so, so, so on. Right, right. So that that was where I kind of started, and then started, you know, moving away from that and getting more into, you know, cooking more live foods and eating some raw dishes and things right, like, of right. that nature. Right, it's
1: right. right. Better food better. Yeah. Yeah, fam. I mean, you gotta, you go know, you, you probably You probably wouldn't understand, you know, the capacity of, of, you know, what we're, what, what I'm about to say. Because he, he's a big guy, you know, so, um, you know, being that, you know, he, he's, he's a vegan, you would never, ever uh I think you know he was vegan just because you know he he's he's like i said he's a big- he's a big dude right. um Definitely. and I had to and uh you know, I mean, like the story we were saying before he was you know he was trying to get into football and i I doubt he was uh you know gonna be um you know wide receiver nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. word no. up word up. No. But yeah, yeah man. So yeah, so so I right, so boom. So you you know, two thousand you kind of transition into the the, the plant based lifestyle. Um right. did you start growing back then or when did when did you when did you actually start growing food? Um
2: I first got introduced to gardening as a child, watching my grandmother and my grandfather um have a garden in the backyard. So being out there helping with the strawberries, the snap peas, the corn, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. what my first mm-hmm. introduction was. But after getting into the plant-based lifestyle, I wanted to connect and reconnect, you know, with my food, as you know, on any small mm-hmm. level that I could. So we had um, that same space, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go for it, and just started started off with just tomatoes. And um, got a few uh, fruit bushes, um, and that was pretty much it. And uh, that patent also got some strawberries, and that passion just kept growing from there. And that was, a, I want to say, that was about eight years ago when I first got into that. And right. Now, right, right. You know, being able to, you know, supply some of my friends and family with local produce. That's awesome. And food. yeah, man. You know, it, it's it's turned into something. Um, that I've got grown a growing passion to have. And I would like to further it by teaching the youth how to grow their own food because through growing food, you can now, then open up, you know, commerce because you're going to have product that you can now bring to market and make various products right. with those ingredients that you grow. Right, right. So that's, right. that's my next, right. my next step.
1: Yeah, man, and, and I think that that's you know that's awesome. That's kind of where we definitely uh, see you know uh, eye to eye, and our same mission and target is to teach these kids how to grow and be because you know I, I just think that's something that should be embedded in in the fabric of our community. When you go to school, you should be learning how to grow food. I don't understand why that would never be offered. You know what I mean? Um, I think maybe more now it's offered, but I know it wasn't offered, you know, back when we were in high school and even when my, my oldest no, no, son was no. in high school, it wasn't, it wasn't offered. So, you know, I just think that that's something that we as, uh, I think, visionaries and futurists have to introduce it to uh, the community and then it, it kind of work its way in that way. You know, uh, right. one of the things that we're doing right now is the aeroponics and obviously, you know the aeroponics is kind of different from uh, what you do, but it, I think that it's necessary because of the urban living that we have, and and just the you know the situations and right. of of not being able to have plots or access right. or accessibility, you know, all those things come into place. So if we can kind of you know uh, bring that to market where we can bring the, the garden to your house, to your kitchen, and you can grow the food right there in, in your kitchen and then put it in your pan from seed to seal. That's, that's right. our, that's part of the, you know, our, our objective, you know, whatever way we got to do it. Uh, and in whichever way we got to reposition to get it done. Uh, that's the mission, right? No,
2: definitely. I, I feel that, Gardening, and I, I coined the phrase uh, the phrase what I do, ur, uh, urban micro farming. You know, you have urban gardening, mm-hmm. but I'm even smaller than most urban gardens. So I, I coined the phrase urban micro farming. And when okay. we have more community farmers, you make your community stronger because the community is now tied into right. the people that grow their food. We don't have that anymore. Like, you ask the average person, they have no clue where, I mean, something is, where's your oranges coming from? Where your bananas coming from? Where's your lettuce coming from? People don't know. And that's something you should know and take pride in knowing that your food is coming from somewhere close to you. I remember this time last year, uh, I was going to, I wanted to um, make a pie and I was looking for some, I needed some tart apples. I was like, all right, let me get some Granny Smith. They didn't have any. And I'm, I noticed I'm looking at all the the tags on the um the the, the apples. None of them at this, that time were from the United States. They were all from other countries. So I asked one of the um the um, employees at Whole Foods. I said, um, excuse me. I said, you don't have any apples from here? He was just like, no. Right. <laughs> right. I was like, wow, that's that was crazy. Like, there's no
1: no apples right. available. <laughs> they were all right. from other countries. Right. That's, kind of, that. that's from other countries, having not 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 other parts of the country. Other countries. No, no. Uh, countries, exactly, exactly. Right, right. Wow. Yeah, man, that's big right there. You know, uh, especially when you know you have Washington State and some of the right. you know, they produce some of the largest batches of, largest of apples. Right. 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 Yeah, you but know, if you, you got <laughs> all. Oh,
2: I was just going to say, if you notice, like, outside of those times when Washington, like, when they're harvested already, you go to the stores and look, like, outside of peak apple season and see where a lot of these apples mm-hmm. are coming from. They're not from here. They're not right. from here. Right. Wow. It, wow. And you can say that's the same about a lot of our foods, our fruits and vegetables. Like, I remember growing up as a child, yeah. you got more seasonal things. Like, you couldn't get strawberries and blueberries and melons all year round. That stuff was seasoning. Right. Whereas now, you can, go to the, right. you can go get some some Driscoll strawberries or raspberries,
1: you know, any time of the year. Whereas, you know, you're, right, you're, you're right. right, right. That's, that's, that's what, that's bugged out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that goes, that ties us back into, you know, just the, the GMO, right? And, and, and how they're being able to produce fruit all year round is because they have labs, right? And they have basically uh, Petri dishes that they're growing food in or growing your fruit and vegetables in, not yours, but, you know, the, the, the people's um, right. and which, which, which makes my next statement even more important is about how you, you, you are a beekeeper. You You keep bees. And obviously, you know the bees pollinate um, our our flowering. I, they pollinate our plants and and, and, and flowers and, and vegetables and stuff like that. So, how do you see that tying into just you being a gardener and also a beekeeper? And you know, your you know, just what, what do you feel is your responsibility to that? Because I, I mean, I have to be honest with you. I have to be honest with you. Like, as a vegan, like I, at one point, not even at one point. I think until just recently, maybe, uh, maybe a month ago, I've been going back and forth with, with the honey thing. You know, Um right. You know, and, and my son, I don't give my son honey as well. His mother does eat honey, but you know, my thing is, you know, uh, again um uh, i've been kind of on the fence, you know, kind of on the fence about the honey situation. So, right, right. you know, I would definitely want love to hear from, you know, from you.
2: Well, for me, um I initially got into beekeeping to increase my yields on my my vegetables cuz that's what I, you know, do mm-hmm. my reading. And studying, it was, it was saying, you know, you know, you can get more yields in your gardens if you have, you know, pollinators around. Mm. So, and I would, right. prior to having the bees, I would always see, you know, the bumblebees in my tomato blossoms, in um, my, mm-hmm. my strawberry blossoms. And so, I was like, um, you know, about five, five years ago, that's when I started. I was, you know, I got a couple books, you know, it was online looking at videos, and one year, you know, I just, I said, I'm going to do it, and I uh, mm-hmm. bought all the necessary equipment, got uh, two packages of bees, they ship them to you through the mail, and uh, three-pound packages, they hold around anywhere from seven to 10,000 bees in each package, and you put them in the, wow. in the boxes. and, you know, you just, it's pretty, after, yeah. you know, you install the packages, they do the work, you just got to make sure you you give them enough space um, so the hive right. can grow because if the hive is, it becomes too populated, that's when they'll, they'll um, create another queen and they'll um, swarm. Because when you see a swarm, that's actually honeybees looking for, well, they'll, they'll you know, post up on um, whatever type of object when you see them in that cluster. <laughs> and they'll, they'll right, right. scout bees out. The scout bees will go out and find a new home. And once they find a suitable location, they'll come back, basically like whistle to everybody, like, "Oh, we found, I found a new crib for, let's go!" And they'll go and fly to that new yo, dwelling. and the, make a high. the
1: bees, the the bees hierarchy is so ill, yo. They, their yeah, whole Thing Ill. is, is the illest. That should have society,
2: you Societies have societies have been created off of watching the honeybee and how they they work, where architecture, like the um. The way you, you from, um, what's that? The ball down in uh, for Ep- Epcot Center. The way that shape, the way that, that right. structure, yeah, it resembles yep. a honeycomb. It resembles a honeycomb.
1: That mm. so mm. they looked at. That's it, deep right there. That,
2: that
1: hexagonal structure. Of a yeah.
2: yeah, and they, they got that from because it's so structurally sound.
1: That's ill. Yeah, yeah. that's ill. That's but, Ill, man.
2: But the thing with eating honey, though. Um, prior to having bees, I really I might have dabbled in it here and there, but you know just right. looking at all the the health benefits of it, you know, and then tasting it, tasting honey like from that's really really local, it, it's it's totally right. different. And I just you know after mm-hmm. reading on you know how they do what they do, you know they're using their tongues, they collect the nectar, they bring it back to the hive, they put it in the cells and then they ev- they use their wings and flutter their flap and flutter their wings very you know very very fast until they evaporate mm-hmm. i believe it's up to 0.1% no more than 1% moisture left in the nectar and that's what be- that's what becomes honey so it's the nectar put in the put in the cells they use their wings to evaporate the, the moisture out of the nectar and that's what honey is so I mean, so wait, kinda like, so
1: wait, so wait. Them dudes is like, so it's like they extracting, it's like extracting oil from the weed, right? They're basically yeah, <laughs> taking, right? right? And they basically oh, yeah.
2: So when 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 I um understood what was going on, I'm like, they just transport the nectar back to the hive, regurgitate it into the cell fan their wings, evaporate the moisture out of it, and that's honey. That's why honey never goes bad, because there's no moisture in it. It can't mold. It can crystallize. But, you know, you run under some warm water, it will go right back to its liquid state. So after I, you know, learned how honey is actually made, I'm like, oh, man, I'll eat this. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's That's deep, you know. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's deep. That's deep. (laughs) It made me so, think yeah,
2: too man, um, I, mean... I was just gonna say real quick, um, I forget the I'm trying to remember the term. Um, but they'll people will use like the stingers of honeybees similar to acupuncture to alleviate okay. ailments and pains and things like that. And it made me think, you know, these bees, they're in all types of flowers, whether it be thyme, rosemary, echinacea, um peach blossoms, so all that that they're collecting, and then, you know, if you were to get any of that, you know, and I believe that's why um, the local honey helps the way it does, because they're taking all these different pollens from these very, you know, the strong medicinal property having plants, and, you know, putting that in that honey, so... I, I look yeah, at that's it.
1: Deep. That, that's deep. That that yeah, that that's definitely medicine. That's definitely medicine. And like I said, I've been going back and forth. Uh, just the last month, I was just thinking about the medicinal purpose. You know, the properties of of honey, and you know, because you know, you know, again, we only know what we know when we know, and we kind of mature and, and we grow. So, you know, my thoughts on that was changing, and I'm like, yo, you know. I think I might reconsider honey, you know, I think I might reconsider yeah, honey. Yeah. Yo, I was so bad. I was so bad. I wasn't even eating figs, you know, cause you know how figs are kind of, you know, how they're, they're, they're flowered, right. You know, you have the wasp that dies inside the fig. Right. Then, right. You know, right. That's how the, yeah, the whole fig situation. So, um, I wasn't even messing with figs, uh, just because of that, that, you know, that fact. But, um, yeah, man, with with the honey, especially that you know, I know that you're growing it locally, and I can really benefit from that. I'm definitely, uh, you know, I'm gonna circle back on, on that, and uh, yeah. maybe start looking into some infused type things, you know.
2: Right, right. Now I've I've done that as well. Like, um, take taking honey and. You know, depending on the amount, but taking some raw um, cannabis and placing that into the honey and letting it sit in the honey for a month or more, mm-hmm. so the, the properties okay. can be extracted right. from the plant, and you know, will just infuse with that honey. And you know, you can take um,
1: teaspoons
2: of like that, just like that. That's
1: the that's that's that. So that's like the weed tea right there.
2: Alleviates pain, like and, and the thing I liked about it too, um, it didn't give you the ref- you got the medicinal because it, because if you didn't it wasn't heated up, it didn't take on right. the um, the properties of being able to you know give you that euphoric state. It just you just get the medicinal properties right 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 that you could right. do for a child if if you needed to, or or so someone else no, or no. it, you know, someone that didn't want the euphoric feeling but did want the the uh the medicinal properties of it. That would be that would be right up right. there out.
1: Right, right. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because I think that's, you know, that's some some of the things with the CBD oil is like, you know, you don't want it to be um you know, have the psychotic or psychosis, what do you call it, whatever property that is, that kind of gives you, right. makes you high, you know, at that point. Right. You know, it's that, without that, it's like just basically the pure medicine um, that you're, right. that the benefit that you're reaping from that. Um, yeah, so, patients, yeah, man, that, that's. What you want to say? No, no, I was listening to you, bro. Oh,
2: no, I was just saying, um, as far as what you were, I was going to piggyback on off of what you were saying about the, uh, the CBD, like a lot of patients who uh-huh. are looking for that effect, they don't really want any THC at all. They just want the CBD. Right. Right. Because, right. So right. The, exactly. You know, the, the, uh, pain alleviation without the euphoric
1: feeling. That's all. Word, word, word. So, uh, so yeah, you know, just to echo that, you know, um, you know, a couple of years ago, my pops, when he was passing away, we were trying to get him, like, the CBD oil. Um, and what was crazy is that they misdiagnosed his, uh, you know, they, they basically said that he was having strokes. And we like, nah, he's not having no strokes. We we wouldn't know why he was having a stroke. He, he's a, he'd been a vegan since, you know, for over 35 years. You know, yada, yada, yada. He doesn't smoke. Uh, yeah, he drinks sometimes, but... You know, it was few and far in between. Um, so, you know, it took them about maybe another year for them to say, "All right, let's do a biopsy." You know, and find out what's going on. Yeah. Once they do the biopsy, then they find out they had lesions on the brain. But wow. you know, I, yeah, I think that um, you know, even with a with a vegan lifestyle, you know, in the world that we live in we just we just so um, you know susceptible to to the hand of of someone's someone else right and the only thing the least thing we can do is kind of control our food supply right the least thing we can do is kind of control what we put in our mouth you know uh not eat the animals uh try to uh, limit farm factoring um uh, you know just just these these little things that just make our community and I think our, 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 lives better, you know, just little things. No, I, I, I commend yep. you on just your, your, your garden, your green thumb ability and, you know, um, you know, your, your bee handling and also your chef work, man. I've been seeing you out there with the chef work, uh, really putting that with those bodies of works out there. <laughs> Word. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, I, I had, I got a pleasure of having, uh, a sandwich last week, but I'm looking forward to, you know, getting some courses from you, man, and right. uh, hopefully linking up on, on something like that.
2: Definitely, definitely. That was um, another thing that got me into, you know, cooking for real was because you get this this stereotype that vegan and vegetarian food is bland, it doesn't taste good. Or just healthy food in general doesn't taste good, so I really, you know, eat for my myself first and foremost was to, you know, mm-hmm. break that step in tight, and then it went like, all right, now I know this stuff works, and it just went from there to say like my homeboy, like my homeboy, he met he gave me the name of the greedy vegan, cause he's like, yo, bro, you 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 goes in, you ain't the typical vegan.
1: <laughs> 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 Nah, yeah, like you said, I definitely think that's a stereotype, man. I mean, people, you know, they ask about the stuff that I eat and, you know, what they really remark about, like you said, how much we eat, and we eat a lot. You know, I I take, I, I, tend to tell them, like, yo, you know, most people, they wear their food. I eat my food. I mean, they, they wear their money. I, I eat my money. Like, my money goes right, to right, food and bills, right. my dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? So... Just my lifestyle, um, yeah, just my lifestyle alone. It's just, that's what I've averaged in already. You know, some people average in, you know, a thousand dollar car note or average in whatever they average in, whatever, how does your lifestyle fits and whatever fits in your lifestyle, you're going to average these things in. So I just think that, um, when it comes to, to this, uh, this vegan world, um, you know, and just being all over the place, whether cause I'm, I'm in a couple of different, just different worlds. So just being that I'm around a bunch of different things and a lot of different places, you know, uh, trying to put people on. If you're trying to be vegan, if you are vegan, where's the places that you can hit up? Because when yeah. when I was becoming vegan, I didn't have nobody telling me, yo, go over here, go over there, go there, do this. This is how you clean a menu. Yada, yada, yada. So just to kind of put that information out there, I'm looking forward to us being able to put this dope information out there, whether it's the stuff coming from you as a chef, as a beekeeper, as a gardener, um, you know, as me, as restaurants and, you know, other creative things, music. Um, I think we'll definitely um, be able to connect with the people and and give them – yeah,
2: definitely.
1: Some dope information from our platform, man. Yes, sir. Most most
2: for sure, for sure.
1: So yo, uh we appreciate, you know, w first of all I want to shout out to uh all the sponsors, man. Um Swap Me Trading Company. Uh I wanna give a shout out to uh to your peoples over there at, at Freetown Um Cafe. Uh, I don't know. I know you want to shout out some people.
2: Um, Yeah, yeah. Shoot out the presence at LIA over there in Orange, New Jersey. You know what I'm saying? Check out some dope. Word up. Word up. Word
1: up. Word up. Um, That's what's up.
2: uh, If anybody's, um, you know, not doing anything this Thursday night, come check us out at Freetown. Uh, Got the Melodious Thursdays going on. And have some good vegan food there at the vegan pop-up.
1: Melodious Thursdays, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna be in the building. Because um, I had that that chickpea salad sandwich last week that was rocking. shit was super litty.
2: That's what's up. Good luck and the drinks Pleasure. and
1: the, and the drinks the drinks was rocking too. Was it was crazy. Awesome. So yeah, if y'all yeah y'all in the, in the building y'all y'all definitely got to come in the building. This week Thursday, yeah, Forty One Free Hall- Town, Forty One Halsey Street. Word up! Make sure y'all follow the Greedy Vegan on Instagram. The Greedy Vegan, um, Vegan um, Greedy. You got any other other uh, platform you want to put them on, real quick?
2: Um, now I'm pretty much just using that one right now. I, I yeah, okay. just using the the, 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 the uh, Instagram right now.
1: though. So we're going to wrap it up We appreciate you guys Giving us your ear Uh, So we'll be back bi-weekly We're putting these shows Together for you guys Um, Follow us At Vegans in the Hood uh, With a Z Vegans in the Hood um, And we'll check you out the next time Vegans in the Hood One time Do not attempt to adjust your color